Hi, I'm MC Jessie. 大家好，读你听二点零，今日继续读 Miguel de Cervantes 嘅《Don Quixote》同吉摩德。我哋读到第十节啦，呢一节嘅名叫做《Of the Pleasant Discourse That Passed Between Don Quixote and His Squire Sancho Panza》。今次就系一个骑士主角，一个侍从阿山曹，佢哋两位辩论啊，系有啲。爭辯喎，不過咧係 pleasant 嘅，講到明。咁啊，即係會唔會搞笑居多咧？我哋睇下啦。跟住我哋交俾 Costa 同大家讀嚟聽。Now by this time Sancho had risen, rather the worse for the handling of the friar's muleteers, and stood watching the battle of his master, Don Quixote, and praying to God in his heart that it might be His will to grant him victory, and that He might thereby win some island to make him governor of, as He had promised. Seeing therefore That the struggle was now over, and that his master was returning to Mount Rocinante, he approached to hold the stirrup for him. And before he could mount, he went on his knees before him, and taking his hand, kissing it, saying, "May it please your worship, Señor Don Quixote, to give me the government of that island which has been won in this hard fight. For be it ever so big, I feel myself in sufficient force to be able to govern it as much and as well as any one in the world who has ever governed islands." To which Don Quixote replied, "Thou must take notice, brother Sancho, that this adventure and those like it are not adventures of islands, but of crossroads, in which nothing is got except a broken head or an ear the less. Have patience, for adventures will present themselves from which I may make you not only a governor but something more." Sancho gave him many thanks, and again kissing his hand and the skirt of his hauberk, helped him to mount Rocinante, and mounting his ass himself. Proceeded to follow his master, who, at a brisk pace, without taking leave or saying anything further to the ladies belonging to the coach, turned into a wood that was hard by. Sancho followed him at his ass' best trot, but Rocinante stepped out so that, seeing himself left behind, he was forced to call his master to wait for him. Don Quixote did so, reining in Rocinante until his weary squire came up, who, on reaching him, said. It seems to me, Signor, it would be prudent in us to go and take refuge in some church. For seeing how mauled he with whom you fought has been left, it will be no wonder if they give information of the affair to the Holy Brotherhood to arrest us. And faith, if they do, before we come out of jail, we shall have to sweat for it. Peace," said Don Quixote. "Where hast thou ever seen or heard that a knight errant has been arraigned before a court of justice, however many homicides he may have committed?" I know nothing about homicides," answered Sancho. "Nor in my life have anything to do with one. I only know that the Holy Brotherhood looks after those who fight in the fields, and in that other matter I do not meddle." "Then thou needest have no uneasiness, my friend," said Don Quixote, "for I will deliver thee out of the hands of the Chaldeans, much more out of those of the Brotherhood. But tell me, as thou livest, hast thou seen a more valiant knight than I in all the known world?" Hast thou read in history of any who has or had higher mettle in attack, more spirit in maintaining it, more dexterity in wounding or skill in overthrowing? The truth is, answered Sancho, that I have never read any history, for I can neither read nor write. But what I will venture to bet is that a more daring master than your worship I have never served in all the days of my life, and God grant that this daring be not paid for where I have said. What I beg of your worship is to dress your wound, for a great deal of blood flows from that ear, 
and I have here some lint and a little white ointment in the alforjas. All that might be well dispensed with, said Don Quixote, if I had remembered to make a vial of the balsam or virabras, for time and medicine are saved by one single drop. What vial and what balsam is that? said Sancho Panza. It is a balsam, answered Don Quixote, the receipt of which I have in my memory, with which one need have no fear of death or dread dying of any wound, and so when I make it and give it to thee, thou hast nothing to do when in some battle thou seest they have cut me in half through the middle of the body, as is wont to happen frequently, but neatly and with great nicety, ere the body congeal to place that portion of the body which shall have fallen to the ground upon the other half, which remains in the saddle, taking care to fit it on evenly and exactly. Then thou shalt give me to drink but two drops of the balsam I have mentioned, and thou shalt see me become sounder than an apple. If that be so, said Panza, I renounce henceforth the government of the promised island, and desire nothing more in payment in my many and faithful services than that your worship give me the receipt of this supreme liquor, for I am persuaded it will be worth more than two reals an ounce anywhere, and I want no more to pass the rest of my life in ease and honour but it remains to be told if it costs much to make it. With less than three reals, six quarts of it may be made, said Don Quixote. Sooner that I am, said Sancho, then why does your worship put off making it and teaching it to me? Peace, friend, answered Don Quixote. Greater secrets I mean to teach thee and great favours to bestow upon thee. And for the present, let us see to the dressing, for my ear pains more than I could wish. Sancho took out some lint and ointment from the alforjas. But when Don Quixote came to see his helmet shattered, he was like to lose his senses. And clapping his hand upon his sword and raising his eyes to heaven, he said, I swear by the creator of all things and the four gospels in their fullest extent to do as the great Marquis of Mantua did when he swore to avenge the death of his nephew Baldwin until I take complete vengeance upon him who has committed such an offence against me. Hearing this, Sancho said to him, Your worship should bear in mind, Senor Don Quixote, that if the knight has done what was commanded him in going to present himself before my lady Dothina de Bosso, he will have done all that he was bound to do, and does not deserve further punishment unless he commits some new offence. Thou hast said well and hit the point, answered Don Quixote, and so I recall the oath in so far as relates to taking fresh vengeance on him. But I make and confirm it anew to lead the life I have said until such time as I take by force from some knight another helmet such as this and as good. And think not, Sancho, that I am raising smoke with straw in doing so, for I have one to imitate in the matter, since the very same thing to a hair happened in the case of Membrino's helmet, which caused Sacripante so dear. Signor, replied Sancho, let your worship send all such oaths to the devil, for they are very pernicious to salvation and prejudicial to the conscience. Just tell me now, if for several days to come we fall in with no man armed with a helmet, what are we to do? Is the oath to be observed in spite of all the inconvenience and discomfort it will be to sleep in your clothes and not to sleep in a house and a thousand other mortifications contained in the oath of that old fool, the Marquis of Mantua, which your worship is now wanting to revive? Let your worship observe that there are no men in armour travelling on any of these roads, nothing but carriers and carters, who not only do not wear helmets, but perhaps never heard tell of them all their lives. Thou art wrong there, said Don Quixote, for we shall not have been above two hours among these crossroads before we see more men in armour than come to Albraca to win the fair Angelica. 
Enough, said Sancho. So be it then. That God grant us success. Enough, said Sancho. So be it then. And God grant us success. And that the time for winning that island, which is costing me so dear, may soon come. And then let me die. I have already told thee, Sancho, said Don Quixote, not to give thyself any uneasiness on that score. For if an island should fail, there is the kingdom of Denmark, or of Sobradisa, which will fit thee as a ring fits the finger, and all the more that, being on terra firma, thou wilt all the better enjoy thyself. But let us leave that to its own time. See if thou hast anything for us to eat in those abojas, because we must presently go in quest of some castle where we may lodge tonight and make the balsam I told thee of, for I swear to thee by God, this ear is giving me great pain. I have here an onion and a little cheese and a few scraps of bread, said Sancho. But they are not victuals fit for a valiant knight like your worship. How little thou knowest about it, answered Don Quixote. I would have thee to know, Sancho, that it is the glory of knights errant to go without eating for a month, and even when they do eat, that it should be of what comes first to hand. And this would have been clear to thee hadst thou read as many histories as I have, for, though there are very many, among them all I have found no mention made of knights errant eating, unless by accident or at some sumptuous banquets prepared for them, and the rest of the time they passed in dalliance. And though it is plain they could not do without eating and performing all the other natural functions, because in fact they were men like ourselves, it is plain too that, wandering as they did the most part of their lives through woods and wilds and without a cook, they most usual fare would be rustic viands such as those thou now offer me. So that, friend Sancho, let not that distress thee which pleases me, and do not seek to make a new world of pervert knight errantry. Pardon me, your worship," said Sancho. "For as I cannot read or write, as I said just now, I neither know nor comprehend the rules of the profession of chivalry. Henceforth, I will stock the alforjas with every kind of dry fruit for your worship, as you are a knight, and for myself, as I am not one, I will furnish them with poultry and other things more substantial." I do not say, Sancho," replied Don Quixote, "that it is imperative on knights errant not to eat anything else but the fruits thou speakest of." Only that their more usual diet must be those, and certain herbs they found in the fields, which they knew and I know too. A good thing is, answered Sancho, to know those herbs, for to my thinking it will be needful some day to put that knowledge into practice. And here, taking out what he said he had brought, the pair made their repast peacefully and sociably. But anxious to find quarters for the night, they with all dispatch made an end of their poor dry fare, mounted at once, and made haste to reach some habitation before night set in. But daylight and the hope of succeeding in their object failed them, close by the huts of some goatherds. So they determined to pass the night there, and it was as much to Sancho's discontent not to have reached the house as it was to his master's satisfaction to sleep under the open heaven. For he fancied that each time this happened to him, he performed an act of ownership that helped to prove his chivalry. 唔该晒 Costa， 呢节就系一个轻松嘅少少嘅。我又唔可以话系辩论嘅，即系一个少少对于骑士精神嘅，对于骑士跳跃嘅讲解啦，啲解说啦，啲谈述啦，主要系由上而下嘅吓，当杰克地由上而下咁向新祖去灌输啦，而新祖一尾就会提出佢嘅问题，然之后就会反问啦，然之后就会话诶诶，我都系冇读过书噶，我唔识字噶，你讲咩就咩啦咁样。咁就不了了之
。诶，同埋呢度都有讲啲好切身嘅嘢咧，关于呢两个人，骑士同埋呢个侍从，佢哋对于日常生活起居飲食啊嘅一啲谂法啊，啲原则啦。一个很好好嘅保元啊！即系如果去到呢个位，你已经中意咗呢个角色，你俾呢个角色吸引，呢、这、一个咧就系可以话系一个很好好嘅好嘅保元。我咁讲，令你更加认识到呢两个角色，而又唔觉得闷，因为佢哋嘅作息啦，佢哋嘅戏剧饮食啦，系透过呢一个简短嘅对话交代出嚟，系生动有趣。好，我哋睇下有咩字同大家分享先。題目啦 ，discourse， 我呢個 discourse between Don Quixote 同 Sancho 啦 ，discourse 係名詞嚟嘅 ，written or spoken communication or debate 啊，爭論啊，爭辯啊 ，nicety，nicety，n-i-c-e，nice-t-y，nicety， 形容詞嚟嘅 ，a fine or subtle detail or distinction，a detail or aspect of polite social behaviour， 喺文中咧就有提到 nicety 啦，咁係。啊！形容一个好 precise， 一个准确，系一个好准确嘅事情。pernicious，pernicious，p-e-r-n-i-c-i-o-u-s，pernicious， 形容词嚟嘅。Having a harmful effect， especially in a gradual or subtle way， 系一啲慢性嘅伤害，长期嘅侵蚀，啲唔好嘅嘢，但系好 gradual 嘅，好 subtle 嘅，你唔觉嘅，好缓慢进啊。Pernicious， 慢性侵害。好，我哋今日咧就讲到呢一度，我哋下一次再睇下，我哋睇下呢个二人拍档休息完啦，之后有啲咩刺激嘅事件发生。下一次再读一读你听，拜拜。If you like this video, make sure to comment, like, share and subscribe. Adios.